Coming to you from the Spirit Lounge, I'm your host, Lily. With me is my co-host, Vanessa, and this is the Haunted Happy Hour Podcast. Welcome back to the Spirit Lounge, everyone, for another happy hour. Welcome, everyone. Vanessa. Yes. Are you alive? I think so. So far, so good. Knock on wood. Can't tell you about yesterday, though. So if you listened to our last episode, you know, we went on an overnight investigation with our friends from Eternal Paranormal over the weekend. So we're dead today. (laughs) So literally dead, (laughs) tired. As our mugs say. (laughs) Oh, I should have used that mug today. You should have. I am representing, though. Ooh. Yeah. So uh, I'm trying to stay alive. Yes. Having some of our Triple H coffee. Yep. In my new Ashmore Estates Ouija mug. Woohoo. That I got from from there. So that was some fun merch. That's what we'll be uh, covering today. Um, Not that we're dead, but we'll be talking about (laughs) Ashmore Estates. So. A lot to, to talk about, yes. but first, before we get a little bit further, I have to go through my, my daily ghost tidbit. Go for it. So last week I ended up doing a ghost tidbit for the day that we recorded. I think this time, and I think moving forward, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to do a ghost tidbit. <laughs> for the future. For, for, so we, we got to think future. We do. So for when the episode releases. So if you're listening to it now... Today is Valentine's Day. Ooh. So happy Valentine's Day. Happy Valentine's Day, y'all. So today, the ghost tidbit is, and it's not really a tidbit. It's more of like, they gave me a question for today. So so (laughs) she's going to give you a question. (laughs) So this is a year of ghost stories from my my fun little calendar that I got for for Christmas. So today's spooky joke is. (laughs) Oh, okay. (laughs) Why are ghosts bad at telling lies? I'm not sure. Because you can see right through them. But um bump. <laughs> Feel free to use that one, folks. <laughs> we need Derek's little sound bite. Oh, we do. Okay. <laughs> Derek, if you're listening, we still need to get that from you. We still need to record you. <laughs> we need to get you in the studio. <laughs> so uh, also, really quick, one more thing. Uh, actually, I don't even know if you have anything else to add here. But from me. Apparently not now, according to you. <laughs> from me, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, wanted to give a shout out to Hope. Oh, yeah. From Dirty's Bar and Grill. Shout out Hope. Yeah. Talked to her a bit about Ashmore while we were there this weekend. She was really cool. Very interested in our stories. Yeah. She was fun. A fun gal to talk to. So, hello, Hope. We hope you're listening. (laughs) But um, um, to go along with the joke of the day. (laughs) Um, Okay. So, did you have anything for real? Well, once this drops, it won't be yesterday but since we're recording oh yeah yeah yesterday was technically uh super bowl yes so did you watch any of it lily i did not like legit i came home did a couple of things like laundry quickly cleaned up a bit yeah because we just uh, got back from our trip and yeah, things so hung out with my son yeah. just for a little bit and then i my, my parents our parents came by because yeah. uh, they wanted to see him and i passed out on the couch while they were here i fell did asleep <laughs> i did well i'm gonna say paranormal hangover is it's a real. real thing it is a thing we were dead <laughs> yes we were so tired yeah yesterday i did my thing did all the stuff i needed to get done but i was so tired too i wanted to stay up to watch some of the uh football game and everything um it was interesting did you know who won uh i did see today yes yeah so at least you knew that but yeah so i tried to stay up a little bit but i know that i did see a lot of the pictures a lot of the swifty fans were Mm. cheering and excited for the chiefs and everything Mm -hmm. but if you're a fan if you're a fan of the chiefs or if you're a swifty good for you yeah uh congrats i guess (laughs) i don't don't know what you say to i don't know either we're not really a football (laughs) duo here we're not yeah shocker uh okay so i see here staring at me (laughs) this amazing drink yes so 
let's let's get that out of the way because I need a drink here. Might so well. I'm trying to stay alive with this coffee, but I need something <laughs> a little bit stronger. A little bit more. So what we have for today, we have a Valentine's Z type of beverage. Cute. Yes. In case you are looking for something for that special someone to set the mood, right? Or if you just want a fun drink for later on in the future, today we have for you the Berry Spooked For You. And what it is, it's a light sparkling drink. And so you could basically use any light sparkling alcohol of your choice. Uh, we use the raspberry Bellini, but you could easily use um, like a rosé or a champagne. I prefer something fruity just to bring out all the fruity vibes. And an additional thing, Lily, are you ready for this one? Okay. I actually soaked gummy bears in a raspberry vodka so that sounds so good yeah. is that what i'm smelling yeah so the soaking process takes a while so i saw some recipes that said three to four days i just said a quick honestly two days but if you really want to bring out all the you know vodka vibes or whatever you are soaking it in i would probably wait the full three to four but you're supposed to be periodically mixing them daily in your little tupperware container that you have it's so they don't get stuck together yeah. i'm smelling okay first of all yes. this whole presentation is <laughs> adorable you'll have to see it on our facebook the reason why it's called the berry spooked for you is because of the gummy bears mm -hmm. but yeah garnish it with what you wish i used uh the gummy bears but i also use agave honey and sugar crystals okay well i'm gonna take a sip yeah go ahead while i'm chatting about it so lily just took a sip mm -hmm. oh we forgot a cheers actually oh really quick cheers, okay, even, cheers. Though you, even though i ruined it already even though you ruined it cheers but what do you think what do you think this is really good i taste honestly just raspberry and i'm a huge uh -huh. fan of like sparkling raspberry anything yeah this is so good so i think if you are going to do the soaking of the gummy bears, I would pair it well with whatever beverage you're going to be using. Mm -hmm. So like I said, I use the blue raspberry because my Bellini is a raspberry. It'll really have the flavors come through. So like Lily said, she really tastes the raspberry, not too heavy, just super light. You could even use it like for like a brunch, a fun brunch. Oh, I like that idea. Like a gal's brunch or something like that. Or Oh, Galentine's Day. There you go. Oh. Yeah. So it just it's bursting with great flavor all around. I just wanted to set the fun tones for the day like Valentine's Day. These gummy bears. Yeah. Are so good. <laughs> Lily's a huge fan of gummy mm. bears. So am I. Mm. So what do you think, Lily? I love it. On a scale of bloody oh. hearts. How oh many my God. bloody hearts? Like a million. <laughs> <laughs> this is good. Yay! A home run. Woo. Yeah, this is delicious. Super yum. Definitely, Yay. definitely try. Yeah, so check out our socials so you can see the presentation. I like the the sugar, the rim sugar. Oh yeah, thanks. Yum. Thank you so much. Yum. I'm glad you enjoyed. So now that we have our drink, our Valentine's Day delicious drink, let's talk about Ashmore. Let's do. So in our last episode. We talked about the history and talked a little bit about what the perceptions were that we had going into it and talked a little bit about the preparation that we were doing ahead of time. So if you want a little bit about that, go back to episode one uh, and then come back here to listen about what we experienced. Please so, do. So I know that we had talked about why we wanted to go initially, you know, why why this even happened. And just to refresh, we really wanted to go because this was realistically going to be the very first overnight investigation that Vanessa and I have ever done. Mm -hmm. So that was in and of itself just really exciting for us to even have the opportunity to go with these guys, Eternal Paranormal. So that was awesome that they invited us along. And also, to kind of just see what a real investigation uh, honestly looks like, what what it all entails. I know we, you have heard us talk in the past about how whenever we've gone before, uh, we're usually there with uh, tour guides or, or other, other paranormal teams, and they kind of 
have all the equipment and we're just kind of tagging along to see what they're going to do. So almost kind of just like a like, what would you call it? Like a fly on the wall type of deal. Right. And, you know, we've been uh, fortunate enough that whenever we do go, we are able to kind of handle some of the equipment. And so that's how we've been able to really kind of get an understanding of what these different pieces actually do. And more than anything, why you're actually there. And I think that was a big piece of it, too. Just I think it goes hand in hand, really, with the purpose for this podcast. You know, we started this podcast because we were re- we were really interested in the history of all of these haunted locations and trying to find out uh, why these spirits are still there. And if there's ever anything that anyone can do for them, uh, that's always an interesting aspect of things as well. So to prepare for our investigation, that's kind of why we did the last episode on the history of Ashmore. Mm -hmm. Because, of course, Vanessa and I wanted to know what happened there and who could still be there. Right. We just didn't want to go into it blindly. So perceptions, I would say, were pretty much spot on that we had. I know that I had said that it was going to be pretty intense and it started off relatively early just getting activity, quite Mm -hmm. honestly. I know that uh, Alicia from Eternal Paranormal was going live throughout the night just showing different uh, investigations that we were doing in the different areas of the buildings. So that was cool. We actually did catch quite a bit on some of her lives that she did. So if you do want to see some of those cool things that happen definitely go check out eternal paranormal's facebook page and check Mm -hmm. out the lives that we did over the weekend a really cool thing too i want to add is i really love the way that the people there the staff i'm gonna say when we first arrived i guess i was wondering i'm like where are all these rooms where do we go to but a great thing they did was just a quick walkthrough So that was very helpful for me anyway. So I knew really where is what room, where I'm going. And then like with all the lights on, you can see, okay, here's that piece of furniture or here's that over there. So you're not going into it in the dark, like stumbling all over the place. Although we did still here and there. (laughs) So because once the lights are off, you know, everything catches you off guard. I know we talked about that our senses are very heightened in the dark. So this is pitch black. You really cannot see a thing. And I know we all played around a little bit, just trying to dare one another to either walk down a hall or whatever the case was, which was really fun, too. We had like a team builder, even without calling it team builder, but just a lot of little antics going on with Eternal Paranormal. Great group. Just things here and there just, you know, to lighten the mood because you really are in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you are. I mean, when we pulled up to the building, it was nighttime when we got there. It was mm, six, almost seven o'clock. And so obviously at this time of of the year, it's like pitch black outside. Right. So pulling up to the building. What did you feel when you pulled up to the building, actually? (laughs) So I didn't know what to expect, to be fair. Mm -hmm. Once we pulled because we're going down a gravel road. And I do remember me saying this reminds me of the road heading to Crybaby Bridge, like the feelings that we got. So you're on a gravel road, dark. And all of a sudden you just get all these feelings knowing of we're almost there. Once you approach the actual parking lot, you see this great big building and you're just wow. Right. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know if you felt like that. You're just in shock. Like, well. Here it is. I guess it's about to happen. It's a real thing. Right. I know. I I remember on, on the drive there, of course, we're trying to play like pump up music <laughs> uh, to get to get into the mood, to get into the... Yeah, everybody's trying to get the into ghostly this. Vibes. Yeah, like here comes the Ghostbusters type of deal. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that was really cool because that did kind of just really pump you up because, I mean... 
I don't know about anybody else out there, but <laughs> me, once seven, eight o'clock hits, I'm ready for snooze time. <laughs> You're like, where's my PJs? Right. So I knew that this weekend, I'm like, okay, I'm obviously going to be up forever. <laughs> Past my bedtime. Past my bedtime. <laughs> so, I mean, being able to kind of get into that that vibe and those spirits and kind of just feeling it all together, that really helped. And honestly, I think I told you this in the beginning, though. I was like... I don't even think that I'm going to be thinking about sleep or worrying about sleep until way past like right morning time. And it's true. It's true. You it's just like you don't have time. For you don't that. have time to think about sleep. You're yeah. like more worried about, you know, OK, what am I going to capture? Where's this equipment? Right. Your mind is literally on the job. I feel like we can just call it on the job. Right. Exactly. So that was kind of nice, though. I mean, when we pulled up we were able to just go straight inside the building and the people that were there, like you said, gave us the the full tour. I had seen right. the building, of course, in pictures, on TV, and on TV it looks like, oh my goodness, this is huge. <laughs> yeah. And even when we pulled up, I was like, oh gosh, like get ready to get lost. Yeah, no kidding. But after they did kind of give us that walkthrough, uh, kind of got a little bit better sense of where things were positioned in relation to the exit door. Exactly. It's like, where do I go to make a quick getaway? Where, where do I go if I have to <laughs> run away? Yeah, what's my safe word? Uh, so being able to understand that. And I think the more that we walked up and down, I'm like, okay, I, I know where I know where everything's at. I know where right. I am. So that was that was actually really nice. Like after a while, it didn't feel like the building was that big right. anymore. And it's true. And what really did help was the stairways had the motion light yes. detector yes. things. So that helped. But also being, you know, Ashmore Estates, yes. the lights did go off by themselves once in a while, even right. when there was nobody walking up the steps, which was really cool, right? but very eerie. It was. I mean, it was cool to see things that really started happening to us like right off the bat and uh, really excited about what was going to be happening that night. I know that three of us had never been there before. The other three had. So we were newbies. For us to actually hear what the other three had experienced there before, that I right. think was was incredible. And very helpful. It was because then we're just walking around listening to these stories from these other three guys. And we're like, oh, OK, so where were you when this happened? Right, right. Let's let's see if that can happen again. Right. Kind of just hearing things and trying to figure out where we're best to kind of plan out uh, the equipment situation realistically. As far as equipment goes, how do you feel your preparations were because i know we talked about it in our last episode mm -hmm. of you know i think i'm gonna bring this stuff i have a list going i think i'm prepared how did you feel as far as being prepared uh i would say that i used everything that i brought so i think on that front i think i was as prepared as i could be i i did realize that i did mess up at one point uh and i don't even know why i did this but in the beginning, because I think it is in the first in the first Facebook live that Eternal Paranormal did, I had a grid set up and that was really cool. It looked awesome. <laughs> and then at some point in the night, I just went and I picked it up. I don't remember why I think it had turned off or something mm -hmm. happened. OK. And then I just picked it up and then I just took it with me. I never fixed it. And oh, I, I don't know why and I you did. forgot to place it I don't know why back. I did that. Yeah. Okay. And I just never put it back. And then it wasn't towards later on in the night. I was like, I don't even know why I did that. Why didn't I just leave it there? <laughs> <laughs> I didn't use it anywhere else. Oh so it could have just stayed there. That's so funny. So when we first got there, all of us actually went up to third floor, right? Yes. Yeah. And so the Eternal Paranormal wanted to set up their cameras and everything. But right off the bat... I remember, so we're all up there kind of helping each other out. All of a sudden, we hear something fly onto the ground. Do you remember that? I do. And yes. it was something from one of their backpacks, like a, what was it, their gimbal or something like yeah, that? Yeah, Derek had a gimbal in his backpack. And as we're up there, just in the hallway, Alicia's setting up her camera. And then I think Derek and Charles had walked down further 
into the hallway to kind of figure out where to put this music box that they had, which was actually awesome. That like, was I so love cool. that they had this. Yeah. And so as everybody's there on the third floor, just getting things set up. I mean, we had probably been in the building for, mm-hmm. you know, if we're counting, not counting the tour, I'm not going to count right. the tour at all, but we had been downstairs in the room kind of kind of just getting our equipment and figuring out what we're taking up to third floor so all in all probably i'm gonna say maybe 15 minutes we had been in the building right and we grab all our gear head up to the third floor and i know that's when we started going live Mm -hmm. uh, on facebook and getting all of this and you and i are standing by the nurses station I was unpacking my backpack because I was getting that laser grid. Oh, that's right. And so I'm pulling (laughs) it out because I was going to set it up right there with Alicia's camera. Mm -hmm. And you and I were talking. I I remember this because I was watching the Facebook Live. You and I are talking. (laughs) Yeah. Probably, I would say, maybe two feet from us that were standing away from the nurse's station desk. Derek had placed his gimbal in his backpack on the desk and walked away. So he was already long gone. And all of a sudden we hear this loud thud. Yeah. Just like fall, like crash. And Alicia turns around on the Facebook live. And she's like, what was that? And we jump. Yeah. And we're like, I don't know. Like, so we start walking towards the, 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 the desk. desk and looking around, I didn't see anything. And then Alicia comes over all the way around and sees the gimbal pretty mm-hmm. much on the floor. Not on the floor, but on the bottom right, platform of right. the desk. And she's like, oh, it was this. Like, how did this happen? So we're trying to figure out how right. it fell out of the bag. Mind and you, the bag is still sitting there yeah, straight the up. Yeah, the bag like, was still there. Like so, it was. I mean, I don't know about that one. Like, right. not really sure. Like, he could have not placed it in there correctly. But that so. one is what basically set the mood for us. Because we're like, okay, here we go. Like, whether it was, whether it wasn't, we're like, all right, it's starting. Right. Cue. Right. Because <laughs> right after that is... So Derek and Charles came down to see what had happened. And then we turned off all the lights at that point in the hallway. I'm setting up the laser grid still. And this is all still on the Facebook Live. So again, if anybody Mm -hmm. wants to go back Mm -hmm. and watch all of this, you guys can go back again onto the Eternal Paranormals uh, Facebook page. Uh, It'll be on their live. I'm not sure how long those last for. So go check them out as soon as you can. But anyways, so they come over. All the lights are off. And they had set down a couple of cat balls and start i think i I don't really remember i think derek is walking by or something and he just screams because he (laughs) He had got he had gotten scared by uh tiffany was just standing there she was just (laughs) breathing and that freaked him out because he got too close to her and he's like what the heck so everybody's cracking up yeah and all of a sudden the cat balls start going yeah like they were going off like crazy right and And they kept like going off and it was funny though because then we're like Okay, like this is where they say Elva, right? The little girl likes to play around. So we could have thought maybe it could have been her spirit that was there. Maybe she thought right. it was funny that Derek got spooked. And so we're trying to do other things that could make her laugh at right. that point. Well, we did ask, you know, was it funny that Derek got scared? And they did go off. So <laughs> Derek continued to try to do something you know for funny purposes right right so i mean and again this was all within like the first 20 25 minutes so that was really cool yeah that was very cool we eventually wandered into the electrotherapy room with alicia and tiffany to do sort of a a few evp sessions and i know that was going on for a little bit and i had stepped out of the room because i wanted to film out in the hallway and so i'm standing out there in the hallway just recording and somebody's asking questions and all of a sudden i heard to the right of me all the way to the far set of stairs as if somebody was coming up the steps and then i heard kind of like a shuffling of like almost dirt if there was dirt kind of being shuffled as they were walking so it sounded like somebody was coming up the stairs and then walking down the hallway towards us mm-hmm. at that same time the motion lights down there were yeah. going off as well so not really sure what that was after after i had said that that was happening 
I know that we all stepped out of the room and then we uh, we all walked down to the stairs mm-hmm. to see mm-hmm. uh, if there was anything that we could find, but didn't didn't find anything. But the odd thing that I will say is that far right stairwell there kept being a lot of activity in. So again, going back to maybe something like in terms of equipment that I wish I could have done, maybe <laughs> yeah. set up even my grid there, right. maybe with like a camera or something, yeah. because there was something there. That's not the only time that night that I heard right. something there. So again, if I ever get the chance to go back there, I think that's something that I would do because I know also as we were doing the tour, I do remember that the the girl was like, yeah, there's quite a bit of activity that always comes up and down these this oh, interesting. set of stairs. Okay, I don't remember that part. So just something else there Funny as thing well. that you say that, though, because I noticed that we didn't even use those stairs a lot as a group. No, Did you notice that? Yeah, and I asked, at one point I asked Alicia, I'm like, have you gone up or down those <laughs> stairs? Yeah. And she's like, oh yeah, I have been. Like, I've been coming up these stairs because I, I needed to change out like the batteries to the camera. So she was going up and down those stairs yeah. like, like like no, no other. other. But nobody else did. Yeah, and I noticed that until like the last day or the morning of, yeah. I should say. I don't think I ever went down those stairs. So I did because when we did that final walkthrough, mm-hmm. uh, what was it, Sunday morning? Yeah just to you know mill about right i did i was like i'm gonna go down these i want to see what happens i did notice so even before i went down the motion detectors went off okay so i was like at the top okay and so then i was like okay i guess there's something here right yeah that was yeah i noticed that as well and i i don't know why we never did right we didn't yeah we wanted to walk down that long hallway for some reason and it was a creepy hallway and it was funny though because i remember too uh, one of the first things that we did was uh, we went into the room with the toy blocks. Do you remember that? Yes, that was a good one. And that was interesting. And again, that that was right after we had set up the laser grid in the hallway. And we went into then that room with the toy blocks that was all the way off in the corner and started doing... Uh, I believe a REM pod session there. And I know Derek had uh, some other pieces of, of equipment that mm-hmm. we were using. Mm-hmm. And I remember there was uh, some cat balls in the center with right. all those toys. And you started reading Alice in Wonderland. Yeah. Alice in Wonderland. That was really interesting. So we were mm-hmm. all just kind of sitting there in a circle and just listening to you read to right. see if we would get any activity. Yes. The cat balls were going off. See, and I couldn't really see much that was going on because I was trying to read. Yes. On my end, I was fine. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, it got super cold in there. I don't know if you noticed. All of a sudden, I could see my breath could when you? I was reading. Yeah. I, I didn't pay attention to how I felt in that room. I did hear you say that. I know that Charles, who was sitting right next to me, I had my K2 meter and... I gave it to him because he's like, I feel like something is on me. And so mm-hmm. he did feel, he kept mm-hmm. saying that he mm-hmm. felt like maybe there was like hands on his, on his lap, mm-hmm. like little hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, so we thought maybe that could have been it. Somebody was, was on him. Right. And so when we gave him the meter, it was, it was going off, but couldn't figure out if it was the piece of equipment that Derek had. Mm-hmm. And eventually we, we shut that off though. Right, so, right. but still regardless, I mm-hmm. know that Charles was saying that he felt something, mm-hmm, some kind of mm-hmm. pressure yeah. on, on his legs. So yeah. that, that was, that was cool. That was intense. That was very cool. And I know I, I didn't actually hear it though. I know at one point uh, we were trying to focus in on, on the REM pod but there was too much other noise coming through the other equipment and believe the REM pod went off for like a split second. Mm-hmm. And then right after that, we heard a really loud, I don't even know what to call it, like mm-hmm. a boom, a thud, like something kind of just crashed hard. Like, if like I out ha- in the hallway? If I had to say, it sounded like as if somebody just slammed a door really okay. hard. And it was loud, okay. but it was it was loud as if it were in the distance. So it was a door somewhere in the building 
far away that you could hear slam Mm -hmm. like i'm Mm -hmm. thinking almost kind of like what i thought in my mind was like like those gym doors that have like that bar and then when it slams shut it's like it's like a heavy it's like a heavy slam yeah but alicia was next to me so i thought maybe she just leaned on something really hard or Mm -hmm. something happened or she hit something so i didn't even move i didn't move i'm like oh it was probably her because she had gotten up okay and so i'm just like okay cool she just did something but then she stopped she's like did anybody else hear that i'm like i did i heard that i thought i I thought it was you okay and she's like no i i i heard it i heard something so that's when everybody just stopped talking yeah everything turned off like we turned off all the equipment and we're trying to figure out where it came from so i remember she started walking down the hallway and then the rest of us kind of followed because we thought for a second it was the people that were in the building the people that gave us the initial tour now i remember yeah yeah we thought for a second it could have been them yeah because we're like okay so we knew that they were still there within those first couple of minutes that we were already investigating and Mm -hmm. they were gonna be leaving right so we're like okay maybe it was that maybe they finally left Mm -hmm. so she went down and again this is on camera so this is on the facebook live she went down and she passes by their office door and it was locked and she's like okay so they're already gone so she walks out and no cars in the parking lot nothing so we knew it it wasn't them so there was something in the building that yeah, slammed right never never found out what it was though mm-hmm. so that was that was interesting because i i legit heard that yeah, yeah that was really <laughs> eerie because that was far out in the distance somewhere in maybe the building. it was a nurse or a doctor yeah maybe i'm just saying they're just like closing their doors something yep. was happening but that was that was cool right. that was cool uh listening to you kind of read that story though in the beginning there in that room with the blogs that was kind of creepy that was that was a cool moment speaking of little kid moments because there was another moment where eventually we broke off i think it's funny we were drawn to the third floor again and so you and i went up to the third floor and you set up some stuff as well they still had the cat balls out in the hall and then we were in one room it was on the end by the stairway and they had uh, a little kid bed little kid items they had books little kid books uh they had little dolls on the dressers and things and so i had brought my trigger objects because i was really excited to bring something and so i brought like a little hair bow knowing that elva was probably running around a little kid's comb i brought little jewels thinking maybe it'll attract or be something pretty and little puzzles so i put them on the ground and then we had said you know elva or whoever's here if you want to come and play there's some little items here feel free to play with them and i just wanted to see if we got something so then i remember lily was walking in the hall because she had set up something as well she had taken some items out of her bag i sat down started reading i told lily well here we go and all of a sudden we started hearing (laughs) something out in the hall and then Lily goes to investigate. She started seeing the cat balls light up. Do you remember that while I was reading? Yeah. And uh, did you hear something? I s- it was the REM pod. Okay. The REM pod yep. was going off. I mean, at first it it, it was quiet it was a little at bit. First. It was like a couple of just quick beeps uh, here and there as yeah. you were reading. And then all of a sudden it went off for a longer period of time right. throughout your reading. And then it stopped. Yes. And then i was already out there by this point and i set out a a voice recorder and i just set it next to again the the laser grid that i had because of the fact that you were reading you had stopped reading your story because the book was over done yep so i went out in the hall to join you and then all of a sudden you said elva is that you and the little cat ball lit up and then you said would you like her to read another story and then it lit up again and so i said okay here we go and so i just grabbed another book that was just laying there and i started reading it right and then it totally the rem pod just would not stop beeping but the cat ball too though uh i don't remember the cat, the ball. cat ball kept going it was like lit up so because i joined you in the hall then because i was walking back and forth 
yeah, it just kept going mm-hmm. off. And mm-hmm. we, you and I were looking at each other like, ooh, right. like I know, I know we, we looked at one another. Well, the fact that that REM pod just wouldn't stop. Yeah. Like after, after a while, I'm not kidding you. It just was nonstop non-stop stopping like really <laughs> it was it was loud it and was so cool eventually though. it stopped yeah and A- then after i was done with the second story it did stop eventually then i thought hmm so i got on youtube and then i looked up some music like farmer in the dell uh hickory dickory dock whatever like just nursery rhymes and i started playing and then it started going off again mm-hmm mm-hmm and I know after we went and we told Alicia what we had heard, I think she had said that she had just changed the batteries or something in, in that REM pod, but she wanted to go check it out because she wasn't sure if that was a noise that it makes when it starts to run out of batteries again. So I know that the first couple of just bursts that we were getting from the REM pod, that was definite activity. But I really do want to know what was making it go off for such long periods of time like that. Because I know at another point, I don't remember, I don't remember when this was, but at some other point during the night, she was up there again changing the batteries in that camera. And she said, in the walkie-talkie, we were somewhere else in the building. And then the walkie-talkie, she's like, Yeah, the REM pod's still going off. So she's like, I am actually I'm not sure what what's going on with it so i want to check in with her on that actually that's to actually find really out, interesting just to find out if it is something that it does when the batteries are low so that you know okay i gotta change out the batteries or what's going on so tbd on that but i know and it's that building just in general i mean i know i had mentioned in the beginning that there was a lot of activity in that one stairwell that for some reason none of us ever went down but even walking down the hallways you just feel like something is like when you're in the pitch black like complete darkness you feel like something is behind you right like i know i know we were joking around in the beginning that Mm -hmm. uh derek kept daring everybody (laughs) trying to make everybody walk down that hallway down there (laughs) without any light on the first floor one right rest of the hallway is completely pitch black like, like you, you cannot see anything you cannot you can't see. see your hand in front of your face at all and he he tried to do a facebook live and his signal kept going out just because the wi-fi was so spotty in that building but even in his facebook live he's like i can't he's like i can't make it past <laughs> here like i just can't and so because he couldn't he kept trying to make everybody else do it which was funny <laughs> although although i will say lily did i did attempt do it. it i did do it and i made it like i made it all the way down so how did you feel though when you did well, it and that's the thing that's what i was gonna say is like so once you get to like that that doorway it's it's a weird feeling because you feel like holy crap like it's dark like mm. it's it's a weird feeling. But like I had told you, though, I feel like sometimes you just need to do certain things like you need to put yourself in certain situations. I mean, because who knows, you know, maybe the fact that you're able to kind of put yourself in this almost kind of vulnerable situation, like conquer your fear type of thing. Like, I mean, I mean, to me, it just felt more of aligning myself with whatever was there and kind of meeting them on their level to say if there is something here i'm i'm coming here i'm i'm making myself available to you to to allow you to tell me whatever it is that you need i i am here i am here for you so that's why that's really why i did it and so walking walking through that hallway though like yeah I walked so slowly, like it was it was the slowest walk of my life. <laughs> but I will say that it felt like there was just things, people maybe. I don't know what it was, but it felt like there was something something more, more than just one that was kind of looking at me or just kind of sensing me. Because it felt very uneasy. And I don't know what is in that hallway. I don't know if there's ever activity that happens in that hallway. 
I am curious to ask uh, anybody who's been there before, or, or I wish even would have asked the, the tour guides. But at that point, I wasn't even thinking about that because all the lights were on at this point. So you're not really, I guess, thinking about everything just in general. But if I ever were to go back again, that would be my question. I know this section of the hallway is completely dark. Is there ever anything that happens here in this specific section? And if so, what is it? Because, yeah, walking down that hallway by myself, I made it to the end. I made it to the stairs and then I went upstairs. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I'm just like, man, that felt really weird. Like, not sure why. Not sure if it was just because I was scared and it was pitch black and I couldn't see anything. And anything really could have popped out at that point in time. So you're kind of just scared about that just in general. Or if it really was that something was there just staring at me. But I will say that it was interesting because. At some point, again, I walked back downstairs and again, walking back down that hallway. Every time I would walk down that hallway, I felt very uneasy. Mm. And I know that Alicia said the same thing. I don't mm -hmm. know if it was in that hallway specifically. I think it was just everywhere, just in general. Okay. Uh, but she did say that she felt like there was someone behind her at one point. At one point, she was walking because she was walking throughout that building by herself quite a bit because she had to keep changing out the batteries on the equipment. And so uh, she did mention to us, yeah, it felt like someone was behind me at one point mm -hmm. and following her around. Right. I remember her mentioning. That. So that was that was a very, very eerie feeling because we walked down that hallway so many times throughout that night. Right. Very, very odd. Yes. Uh, do we want to talk about our two major things, two new things that we did? Well, let's let's talk really quick about the the tree first before oh, yes, we get into the tree. So I'm just excited about this other thing. So go so ahead. The tree, the tree session, though. So we we decided that we wanted to investigate the grounds as well, mm -hmm. just because uh, a lot of people like to focus in on the building itself. And Robin has even said that, you know, if you ever get the chance, investigate the grounds, because they do say that the grounds there could possibly be bodies buried under there. Right. You know, back from when the time of when the facility was opened. Uh, and as we touched on that previously, there was the poor farm there. Yeah. So there was a lot of activity back then yes. going on around there, right. the building. And so, I mean, you know, from when it was a poor farm, from when it was the, the psychiatric uh, facility as well, uh, there had to have been quite a few deaths that happened on the property. I know in the last episode we touched on Robin saying that there was possibly more than 200 deaths. And if you really think about it, too, though, like as they were doing all the work they were doing, mm -hmm. all those feelings, yeah. though, you know, th all right. those feelings just resonate on the yeah. grounds. And I know we touched point. a lot on this, just the way that they were feeling, you know, during that moment in time. Uh, and along with everything that was going on, maybe they, you know, uh, sadness, maybe right. they saw people that they loved or a friend, you right. know, die and, you know, nothing was being done with them, right. you know, as far as proper burials and exactly. things like that. And as we touched on it previous, right. you know, these people were probably treated just like whatever, right. you know, garbage. Right. Well, and because of that, I mean, they're that's why they say that's. There could be bodies under there because there is there are no headstones, you know, I mean, if there are bodies under there, obviously, that means these spirits are, what would you say, restless, are yep. restless because they never did get that mm -hmm. proper burial. Mm -hmm. So because of that, we decided let's go, let's go investigate the tree. So we were out there doing a session that uh, we had i honestly don't even remember anymore i know that we had oh we were doing the flashlight we were mm -hmm. doing the flashlight experiment and there were cat and balls we as were well. doing the cat balls and it was freezing out there <laughs> so cold we talked about our layers that we brought yes. so we yeah i'm glad we brought those yeah, layers but even yeah. still then it was very windy outside very windy and we were trying to get through this session uh the flash again this was on a facebook live as well the flashlight did go off as soon as it was set down I think we eventually kind of debunked that, though, because Derek went over and kind of stomped around and then um, couldn't really figure out if it was the wind that kept making it turn on or whatever it was. But regardless, the cat balls were going off. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So that kind of captured a little piece of 
of of evidence there. But what we also caught was all of a sudden, as we're trying to communicate here, very odd. All of a sudden, yeah. it got very dark. Like this was this was dark. This was mm-hmm, mm-hmm. well into the morning hours. And it's it's dark. It's normal dark. Right. But then it felt like all of a sudden there was just like a shadow yes. that just was cast over our entire area because yep. we're all looking towards the tree. And all of a sudden we just see just a shadow, just mm-hmm, darkness, mm-hmm. just envelop us. And we're like, did it just get darker? Right. We Something happened. Yep. Something just got darker. Mm-hmm. And we couldn't figure out how or why that happened. But at that same moment, though, the wind stopped. There was no more wind. It was cold, but there was no more wind. And as we were kind of talking about it, don't really remember the questions that were being asked at that moment. But later on, as we were talking about it, I know that we were all kind of speculating that maybe at that point in time, there were spirits that were kind of surrounding us. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. maybe that was the cause of the darkness. Right, right. Just a lot of people gathering. But this is kind of a foreshadowing of what happened to us later, which we were trying to put two and two together. Just, And that's how it is when you go on investigations. You're just kind of picking up clues. And then eventually, you know, maybe something happened like 30 minutes ago, an hour ago, two hours ago. Whereas, you know, you're trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together. Right. So, I mean, as we mentioned, it was freezing out here. We were only probably out there for, it was under 10 minutes, I want to say. I Mm -hmm. don't remember, but I know we were out there for a sufficient amount of time for us to be freezing. So after that happened, we went quick back into the bunkhouse Mm -hmm. to just kind of get warmed up again because it was it was so cold and the funny thing is knowing that we were going to be going outside i had brewed up some of our coffee do you remember that yeah (laughs) some people were bringing some coffee out just to warm up but even that even so the coldness (laughs) right it was really cold so we we warmed up a little bit just kind of got ourselves a little bit more situated Mm -hmm. and decided that the last thing we wanted to do was do a couple of Estes method sessions just because lily and i haven't done them yeah before. we had never done them before and we had told these guys yeah we'd never done them uh so if we get the chance to mm-hmm. we totally want to they're like oh my god yes yeah. when we get down there we're totally gonna do it and we want you guys to do it so it'll be it'll be awesome and we're like okay cool so that was that was uh something that i was really excited about and we went upstairs back into the building we went upstairs and decided to do them on two separate beds. So I went first and we went into the room that was memorialized for, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, was it the previous caretaker? Yep, the previous caretaker. And really, r- I don't know about you, but when I walked into this mm-hmm. room, I, I felt very calm. Very I did too. calming feelings. There was a room. soft light on. There's a special lamp that's yeah. turned on specifically, I'm assuming for her. Yes. There's so, a nice setup for right, her. It was. It was yeah. really nice. And so uh, I I laid in that bed and that's where we did the first session. And a couple of things were coming through to me. And uh, I don't remember really anything. The right. only thing I remember was the number 34 yes. that I said. Mm-hmm. And just answering questions here and there that were coming through. Right. But the one thing, the other thing that I do remember is that as I was laying there in that bed, I had told you, I'm like, I feel like I could have knocked out. I could have fallen asleep right then and there. I was so just calm. in a calm, relaxed kind state. Of, yeah, yeah, very relaxed. Uh-huh. I felt very good, very nice, just all around. And so just a preface for those that don't know what this method is, you basically cover up your eyes with a blindfold or something, put on some noise canceling headphones. So you're just hearing like a bunch of static. And then eventually you do hear like words just come through. Yeah, Derek had it connected to his spirit box. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I did the first session and, you know, that one. Awesome. Great. I was ready to pass out and then wake <laughs> up and then we're like, OK, cool. Let's go next door and do the next session. So then 
uh, we went into uh, the shock therapy the room. The shock therapy room, yeah. Yay, and lucky me. So you got to lay in the shock therapy bed. Yes. <laughs> so that was fun. Right. So we're setting everything up. And as we're walking out of the one room, though, Alicia's like, oh, for some reason, my Facebook Live, the sound went out. So after I finished my session that she was doing the live with, I don't know if that session ever had any sound. The sound, oh, the okay. sound so, went okay. off. And because then we get into the shock therapy room and she's like, yeah, so-and-so just commented that there's no sound. Oh, interesting. So she was messing around so with that. So she's trying to fix that. Really quick to preface, though, as we were walking to it in the hall, she did notice that one of the people that was buried, buried in the back, uh, 1934, and that was a George, that was in a poster in the hallway because she was curious about where did this 34 come from, from Lily's session. Yes. So we managed to see it was a person named George. So we tried to see, oh, okay, well, what if we can channel George, you know, yeah. during my session? Yeah. So we tried to see uh, if maybe there was a connection at all. So Vanessa laid down in the bed doing the next Facebook Live here, doing this uh, session and asking questions. I know that I said that in my session, I was very relaxed, very comfortable. And, and unfortunately, you, I was the opposite. So I go to lay down and everything was fine. I felt fine, calm, whatever. I didn't feel afraid or anything, but I put on the headphones and the whole get up. I'm laying there. And as the session begins, I started feeling uneasy and I didn't know why. And uh, probably I want to say within like a minute or so, I hear Alicia's name and I thought, no, I heard that wrong. And so all of a sudden I hear it again. Alicia, it came through. So through this process, you just as a person doing it, you're just yelling out whatever it is that you hear. You have no idea what the people around you are asking because you don't you can't hear it. Hence the noise cancellation. So then all of a sudden, you know, I, I truly don't remember every single word I was saying. But as you're saying these words, they just don't make sense to you. You have no idea. Certain specific other words started to come out like shock, like therapy, people, uh, work, and just things like that, which the team had been there previous or Alicia did. And so she had laid in the shock therapy bed during whenever she came maybe whoever it was or whatever it was that was channeling through the headphones was trying to tell her something and maybe perhaps a thank you for helping them the last time that she was there so just all these words just coming and then you know within like at least a couple minutes my heart just started pumping and racing and it felt like I had literally just ran a marathon but I felt nervous I felt uneasy I felt like something was wrong you know but that those were just the emotions I was feeling throughout the whole session but at the same time you know talking through it we kind of gathered perhaps it could have been the feeling that you know the patient was feeling during that moment perhaps it could have been whatever had channeled through you know the last time that Alicia was there so as you're doing it and the questions that are coming through you're just trying to put the pieces of the puzzle together so I take my blindfold off and I look at everybody's faces and they were just in shock. I look at Lily and her eyes are just wide eyed. And Lily was like, wow, like <laughs> she had no words. Right, Lily? Yeah, it was it was intense. I know that Alicia got really emotional uh, more so than anything, because it was just an experience realistically for her. I know mm -hmm. that she had never had her name really called out in anything before. So kind of having for her that situation happen and trying to understand that possibly it was something that needed her to do something more. And and I think that was that was the biggest toll that it took was that she wasn't really quite sure what what it was that it needed from her was was this George did George need mm -hmm. something mm -hmm. was George thanking her I know at the end of it uh, we to close out the session she said uh, thank you and you came back with the word for and Derek's like oh I think he's asking you thank you for what. And she's like, uh, well, for communicating. And then he says session 
or method, method. It was method. And so we're like, oh my gosh, they're saying thank you for the method because they were able to communicate then in this way. So it was all around a very intense, I think, intense emotional session just because piecing it together after the fact, you're trying to figure out what it was that was communicating, what Alicia was kind of trying to speculate was that when she was last here, she had the vision laying in the bed of two people looking over her. Was that perhaps what this person in the bed was seeing and was trying to help her recall that this is what I saw? This is what I went through. Thank you for giving me a voice. Thank you for caring. Thank you for trying to do something. Yeah, and I think it's really emotional all around because you and I, I mean, I guess the theme of it all is really, you know, the purpose is, you know, we want to go in and find out, curious, help. And so when you're doing this method and something like this happens, it has a huge impact even though it didn't happen to me and Lily, we weren't there with Alicia seeing all of that in a way doing the method. If it's going to help somebody like whoever was there in the past channel through Alicia or whoever the case is, I think it's very cool and interesting that you're part of all of that. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So, I mean, it's great that we got to do those those two sessions. Really exciting for for the both of us. And we kind of wrapped it up and just called it a night after this point, packed up our our things, kind of gathered everything up and headed back to the bunkhouse to eventually go to sleep. I think it was like around like 3.30 or so that 3.30, 4 o'clock. I don't re- really remember. Um, kind of figured we'd get a couple of hours sleep. But even there in the bunkhouse, though, I think this was very questionable. Uh, I know that a couple of people passed out immediately. I know that I could barely sleep. I was on <laughs> I was on my phone uh, for a good portion of the night. And I didn't go to sleep right away. I knew I was good for maybe another couple minutes. You eventually like passed out pretty I know. quick though. I know that I looked up and I was like, oh, she's already asleep. Okay, I was cool. dead. So I know Alicia was still up and I'm kind of laying there on my phone. And all of a sudden I hear, shh freak was that and so i looked up and i i know alicia was the only one that was really up at that point so i looked up at her and i was like did you hear that and she's like what and i go it was a shh and she's like i did and hear here's that. the funny thing i heard you guys like chatting back and forth and that kind of woke me up and then so we're like okay that was weird so then lay back down and probably within mm-hmm. another minute yes you hear it again it yep. was a whole it was a legit shh. i heard it too because that it woke me up, you guys chatting, and then all of a sudden I heard you guys, oh, we heard a shh, lay back down, and like you say, mm-hmm. I heard it as well. So then I I, I I, go to her, I was like, what the heck was that? And so we're like, maybe it's just somebody snoring. She's like, it might be Derek. And so we're like, okay, cool. So then lay back down, probably like a good hour later, we're both still up, and she's like, you know what's funny? And I was like, she's like, I have not heard that shh sound again. And I'm like, neither have i i'm like i don't think it was anybody snoring and so we kind of just left it at that she eventually fell asleep i i was in and out here as well throughout the night i kept getting spells of cold though like just very random spells of cold i'm like oh it's kind of cold that i'd cover myself up again and i'd be fine okay cool great and then throughout the night same thing but what i also thought was odd though is I heard knocks around the bunkhouse and I remember the you night. saying that, and I thought, oh my gosh, wild! Of course, I was dead asleep. Right. So it was funny though because again, me and Alicia were the only ones that heard this. There was probably two or three knocks, and telling her about it in the morning, and she's like, "Yeah, I heard, I heard it over there," and then I eventually heard it in another corner of the room. But it, what was odd to me was, okay, is it, is it the wind? Is it maybe something that keeps falling? I was never able to figure out what it, what it was, if it was anything other than 
possible spirit activity. So, of course, you know, trying to figure out if there was a plausible reason for any of this happening. So, I mean, just on on the drive back, we're kind of just talking about it just in general. Mm -hmm. And so that's my question. Mm -hmm. If anybody out there has spent the night at Ashmore, spent the night in the bunkhouses, have you all had any experiences there? Have you heard a shushing sound? Have you heard knocks on the walls there? If you have, let us know. I think we'd be very interested to hear if there have been oh, others. For sure. But I mean, all in all, I think it was very incredible experience. It was awesome. I am so glad we were able to do it. I mean, we were able to do our first investigation and our first SC's method. Yes. Really excited. I... I can't wait to go back because I feel like there was quite a bit of things that we wanted to do. A couple mm-hmm. of other experiments mm-hmm. that we yeah. wanted to do just ran out of time. Right. Realistically, there's always so much to do, not enough time, which is funny because you think you have all this time, yeah. but so it was really fun experience for us and really fun to put ourselves in a different situation, put ourselves in a more kind of vulnerable state and try to understand what went on here and what these people these patients Mm -hmm. went Mm -hmm. through and why are they still milling about Mm -hmm. what is it that they need from us right how can we help them exactly so i know that uh in the future uh eternal paranormal will also be talking about uh Mm -hmm ashmore maybe their reactions yep so stay tuned for that so definitely more talk on ashmore yes but with that i think we'll we'll close out our very first recap of an overnight investigation we did it yes so thanks for joining us for another happy hour in the spirit lounge i'm lily and i'm vanessa and this was the haunted happy hour podcast Don't forget to subscribe to the show anywhere you listen to your favorite podcasts. And if you have Echo devices, an easy way to listen is just say, Alexa, play Haunted Happy Hour podcast. Plus, follow us on Facebook and Instagram to check out our next episode teaser and drink feature. Until next time. Cheers. Cheers.